This is the 10 Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 44 is brought to us by none other than Blueberry Markets. If you are outside of the United States and you are using a different broker, that's totally fine. But you're going to need more than one. You have heard me say many, many times to spread your money out, and that also includes the money you use to trade with. You don't have any control over what these companies do or what happens to them or how their own goofy governments regulate them. It's, it's completely out of your hands, and that's not a good thing. Yet, if we're going to trade, that is the risk we all must take. Lessen your risk by spreading your money out into two different entities. And if you make Blueberry Market your second broker, you'll get the added bonus of being able to trade metals, 10 different cryptos, and the top 50 most traded American stocks, which you can really do some damage on. Oh, and by the way, the best customer service in the whole wide world. If you click the link in the show notes, you'll be taken to the blog, which keeps you updated on everything that's happening. In the blog, scroll down to the bottom, click the magic link. If you do that, you will get a sign-up bonus and your very own personal customer service rep should anything go wrong. Peace of mind is important. Diversify your money and go with a broker that gets it right. And for all of you who are inside the United States, I have a great broker for you too, as you already know. Check the show notes for that as well. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and if you can remember all the way back to episode 12, we talked about great ways to stake your crypto safely for a nice yearly return. You know, this is something you just cannot do in most countries with the money you have in the bank. It's a great new world we live in. Uh, but I've also told you before, I err on the more conservative side when it comes to something like this, which, as great as it is, is still pretty new. The wrinkles have not all been ironed out. Now, are there people taking lots of risk and absolutely killing it in DeFi right now? There are, especially with liquidity pools. There's a lot of risk there, but there's also a lot of return. Now, this is something I'm still not ready to do, even though I know how to do it. I still don't really see the need to take most of that risk. And as somebody who's been able to get next to nothing on their U.S. dollar for so long, simply getting a 4% return on a stable coin, you know, that's worth doing. I have an offshore bank account that gives me 2.5% on my USD, and I am absolutely thrilled about it. Money for nothing, chicks for free. You can't beat it. Now, as I mentioned in that episode as well, a lot of my staking was done on the Crypto.com app which is centralized, which isn't always the best. Um, you know, if you're centralized, you should have really good customer service, at least to make up for that. And they still really don't, even though I really do like them. Uh, but those rates were just too good to pass up. You know, I mean, 12.5% on my Polkadot when I had it, 6.5 on Ethereum, 6.5 on Bitcoin, you just don't see that anywhere. And then 12.5% on stable coins. Now, this is all assuming you had the middle tier card, either the indigo, purple, or the green. Um, I have the purple. Uh, so that's the benchmark I was using. But as of late March, a lot of this has changed. Um, they are Crypto.com is sponsoring the World Cup. And so they expect a big influx of people to come in from this, which very well could happen. But they need to start cutting rates now. Um, before too many people come in. Because as you guys know with liquidity pools, if you've ever done them, um, the rates are nice and high until a bunch of people come in, then they just can't be high anymore because there's too many people wanting a piece of that pie. 
So a lot of Crypto.com's rewards were slashed. Um, now, I get it. I'm not mad at it. It is what it is. But some of them went down quite a bit. Now, they only go down if you're staking more than 30,000 USD. And I have much more than that just in Ethereum alone. Um, now, I'm not you know, boasting about what a multimillionaire I am because I'm not. But you guys know, you know I got into crypto pretty early. I haven't announced it uh, when I did. And it's been very, very good to me. Uh, but with rates half of what they were before, I need to start looking other places. And I actually got ahead of this months ago. And the good news is, is there are a lot of DeFi options out there that have actually been around a while, that are very safe, and give you really good returns as well. Like safe enough to where I can actually get on board with it. And I get to get them off of a centralized exchange at the same time. That's really good. Now, if I ever get back into Polkadot or if I get into Polygon, I'm still going to want to stake those things on Crypto.com because those rates did not go down and are still very, very good. But for everything else we spoke about, Bitcoin, Ethereum, stablecoins, they are going to need new homes. Now, I worked hard for the money I used to buy all of my crypto and I made smart investment decisions. You know, a lot went into this. So if I'm going to just forfeit it over to another company, it better be extremely safe. And as of right now, we only have one real judge and jury when it comes to actual DeFi safety, and that is DeFiSafety.com. And if you were to go there and click uh, Process Quality Reviews, I think it is that tab, you can see every single DeFi staking platform out there. Okay, maybe not all, but the majority. And DeFiSafety.com will rank them based on security, programming criteria, amount of times it's been tested, you know, a lot of really nerdy stuff I don't know about. So it's great that we have something like that there. And that's the benchmark I'm going to use. It's so good that word is actual black hat hackers use that site to see which platforms are actually vulnerable. And it makes a lot of sense. Why bother with the ones that are airtight? Now, also in episode 12, I was getting a lot of comments from people that, that were saying, hey, why don't you just stake UST in Anchor Protocol? It gives you 19, 20%. Well, two reasons. One, admittedly, at the time, I didn't really know about it. And even if I did, UST back then was still pretty new. You guys know me. I have to see things first. I have to see them work. I have to see them be consistent. But on top of that, on DeFiSafety.com, Anchor Protocol doesn't do bad but they don't get the highest rating either. You have to score anywhere from 80 to 100% to obtain that rating. And as of right now, Anchor Protocol doesn't do that. Now, everything could be fine. Everything will probably be fine. But again, giving all or a good portion of my crypto to one of these companies that I've never used before is already a risk. I need to mitigate that risk as best I can. And until Anchor Protocol starts getting a better score, then I'm just not going to go there. Thankfully, there are places that score really, really well. And on stablecoins, for example, give you even better returns than Anchor Protocol does. Now, I want to make something else clear, too, if I didn't do that already. I am only interested in single-stake protocols, which means I'm not staking one against the other. I'm just staking one crypto. No impermanent loss. This is just currently where I'm at from a risk profile. 
So this is the type of staking we are going to be talking about. Now also, most of the time, unfortunately, the reward you get from staking on these DeFi platforms is not going to be the token you actually staked. That's a good thing about crypto.com. If I stake USDC, I'm getting USDC back. If I stake Ethereum, I'm getting Ethereum back. This will not be the case. So you always have to pay attention to what token you are getting paid out in, and you have to decide if that's going to be a good token for you. Because at that point, you're going to have to decide whether you want to hold that reward token or cash it in right away. And you might be getting a reward token that actually goes places, something that's actually strong and has real upside. And maybe you want to keep it. But it is something you have to factor in. Now, for those of you who've never staked before but are interested in doing it, this may seem like a lot. Um, but if you just go watch a couple tutorials on YouTube and then come back to this podcast, a lot of it is going to make sense. But you should learn by doing. So if any of this sounds good to you and you want to give it a try, give it a try. Just put a small amount in and learn how it works. But anyway, I have kept you in suspense long enough. Let's get to some of these platforms. The main one I want to talk about is a platform called Bancor. What do you know about Bancor? Uh, Bancor has been around a long time. I'd always heard of it. I just didn't really know what it did, nor did I care up until recently. Uh, but I do like the fact that it's been around a while. Bancor, if I recall, is named after like the, the very first ever kind of world reserve currency that they tried out. The Keynes tried out a long time ago in the 40s. It failed horribly. Go figure. Uh, but anyway, it's so old that I think Uniswap was actually a fork of it or a spinoff of it. I don't know exactly how that worked. But this thing's been around, and it's been really strong. And right now, on Tether... USDC and DAI, you will get anywhere from 20 to 30% yearly return on those coins through Bancor using Bancor's own native token as reward, ticker symbol BNT. And this isn't some random fly by night coin. This is 134 on CoinGecko right now and tends to move up and down with the overall market. And as far as these stablecoin pools go, they have been pretty consistently in that 20-30% range for quite a while, which is something I look at. If I see something that's going to give me 60% on my stable coins, but last week they gave me 15%, this is probably not a place I want to be. I want to have a good idea of what I'm getting year over year. Where I park my stable coins is a big deal. And I am currently in their USDC pool, and I am also in their Chainlink pool getting 9% return year over year on my chain link. There's not many places you can do that. Bancor also has probably the best rate out there when it comes to Bitcoin staking. Um, there are places with better rewards, but they don't have that great DeFi safety score, or they just don't have a DeFi safety score at all. Currently, the highest that I'm seeing that has a great DeFi safety score that is off of a centralized exchange is Bancor, and you can get right about 4 to 4.5% 4 on your Bitcoin after you wrap it. So if you've seen wrap Bitcoin before but didn't know exactly why it was that way, it's used so you can actually use Bitcoin on other blockchains. And wrapping it is as simple as going to an exchange or a DEX platform and wrapping it there for a small fee. Now, if all this sounds a bit too good to be true, it kind of is. Here's the one catch. Bancor kind of uses the velvet rope treatment on people, meaning that the majority of the time, there is not going to be any room in their pool unless two things happen. One, somebody leaves. Or two, 
you end up also staking a copious amount of BNT token just to open the pool up to allow room for yourself. Now, most people aren't going to want to do the latter, so it's just a matter of waiting until one of these pools open up. Now, that USDC pool is hard to get into, um, but it, with enough patience and enough checking in, you can do it. And they also allow you to set alerts to where Bancor will email you if one of the pools you are interested in opens up. So if you go there right now and there's no room in the pool, don't despair. Uh, if there is room in the pool, you might want to get in there as soon as you absolutely can. Uh, because once room opens up, it goes away pretty quick. I mean, for obvious reasons, right? Bancor is on the Ethereum chain, so there will be some gas fees involved. So I always do my Ethereum stuff, if I have any Ethereum stuff to do, very late at night uh, while gas fees are at their lowest. Uh, because you're going to have to make a few transactions here to get this done. But for that kind of return, I think it's absolutely worth it. Now, the one token they really don't do great with is Ethereum. And I am definitely going to need a place to put my Ethereum once my staking cycle is done with on Crypto.com. And the best option for this right now that I found that still gets a really good score on DeFi safety is a place called Maple Finance, which I have never heard of before. But for wrapped ETH, all through the month of March and into April, you have been able to get 8 to 10% return. Will it stay this way? Who knows? But if it doesn't stay that way, then you just pull your money out and put it somewhere else. Oh, I forgot to mention with Bancor, you do have to keep it in there 30 days. So just make sure this crypto is not something you're going to absolutely need in the near future. Uh, but with Maple, you are getting the Maple token as a reward. So you have to decide how you feel about that. But for what it's worth, and I'm just stating facts over here, Maple coin or Maple token is 244 now on CoinGecko, which is pretty high. And it has done nothing but go up since it began. It didn't fall when the market fell. It just kept going up. So again, you could do worse, and you can always just take your rewards and cash them in for something else and do it right away. Now, when it comes to Ethereum especially, um, there is one other option I'd like to talk about, even though it's an option I don't personally do, but I may consider it. Again, I like having choices, and this is certainly a choice, but Lido Finance is extremely popular, especially with people who stake Ethereum, because it allows you the chance to stake twice. Now, I'm not going to be able to explain how to do this, but I will leave a video down below by a guy named DeFi Donut, and he explains this really, really well. So if you're interested in that option, I suggest you go there. Uh, it gets a little complex towards the end, but the first 10, 11 minutes is a really good description because once you stake, the reward coin is something called Staked ETH. I think it's S-T-E-T-H. And Staked ETH is so popular, it is number 19 on CoinGecko right now as I shoot this podcast. Ahead of DAI, Cosmos, Litecoin, Chainlink, ahead of all those things. And a lot of people will take that Staked ETH reward token and go stake it again somewhere like Uniswap or uh, Compound or what's the one inch. You know, there's a reason why this thing is as popular as it is. So certainly look into that too. Lido also gets very high marks from DeFiSafety.com. Now, look, everybody, when it comes to staking your crypto, it is a very personal choice. And I am also not a financial advisor, so don't do anything I say. But almost everybody listening right now who's in the crypto game has at least one of the five tokens we spoke about today. 
Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, USDC, and DAI. And being able to safely receive these levels of passive income seems absolutely crazy to most people because they've just never known a world like this. But times change. And we're not crazy. We're just early.